Get ready for conflicts where movie reviews collide. Welcome back to another episode of Conflicts, the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about season two of The Mandalorian. It is me, your host slash moderator slash person who talks too much, Lara slash Lulu, because I'm too much for one name. And joining me is Nick. Sup, sup. Also known as Sup, sup, because that's his name now. <laughs> and our resident dad joke king himself. Say hey, Rich. Hey, Rich. Never lets me down. Woo-hoo. All right. Like I said, we're talking about season two of The Mandalorian, the show that broke the internet with one cameo. Really? I still had like good access to Google and whatnot. Was that supposed to be a dad joke? You're yeah, not a dad. Was, you're I'm not, not a dad. Allowed. That failed. You're, you're not allowed. Sorry, I'm typing up the lawsuit now. <laughs> <laughs> that is copyright infringement. Here's your cease and desist letter. Tap, 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 Everyone listening is like, he's not a dad. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get I it. not. Yeah. Doesn't get it. Okay. It's like as soon as I do have a child, it's going to be like, hey, you want to hear the shittiest joke ever? <laughs> Love you, Rich. <laughs> Your kid's going to be like, Dad, stop it. I'm oh, my sorry. God. I, I'm sorry. <coughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I had a little something in my throat there. It's... Okay, <laughs> because this is a geek related, we have to talk about some random Easter eggs that I found that made me so happy. Did you guys see that uh, I looked up his title? R5D4 is still alive. Do you know who that is? Because mm-hmm. he's got a bad motivator. Yep, he's the red one. Uncle Owen, this one's got a bad motivator. He was totally there. <laughs> Nick's, I, Nick's no, opening his mouth and I, then just sitting there with his I'm mouth open. I'm pretty sure that he has a story in one of the Star Wars novels. Um, so I could go on and on about all the astromech droids, the company they're formed, but the, the different designations mean and what their purpose for. But the R5 droids were typically more of a mechanic droid. You'd find them in like a local, you know, like in your garage, uh, not there was somebody like an R3 unit or an R2 unit were meant for more like spaceship piloting. Right. And, and R5 is going to be like your fix-it droid you have in your garage at home. I have a but, theory that R2 sabotaged him. No, no, no. no. I, it, I'm pretty sure that there is a story in mm-hmm. one of the Star Wars books where he's Force-sensitive and knew that R2 had the the plans. I want to make a joke about midichlorians and a robot, but <laughs> I don't want to admit that midichlorians that's are That's why thing. I looked at Rich. I'm like, correct me if I'm Neither wrong. Neither does Star Wars. They kind of... <laughs> They're, what do they call them now? Like MCs? They're like, the, let's the, not the use. Yeah. Like, they've got an M count. Let's not use the word. We don't like it. Have you ever seen the bad lip read where they talk about how, uh, what are medichlorians? It's cocaine. <laughs> and now every time I hear the word medichlorians, I'm like, it's cocaine. <laughs> because you had to be on cocaine to like that movie. Some of those Star Wars bad lip readings are pretty fucking legit. Uh, and seagulls. Have you ever listened yes. to seagulls? <laughs> that log had a child. <laughs> I have to watch that later. Sorry. <laughs> So Mandalorian season two, yeah, season right? Two. Got a... <laughs> Sorry, I got a little off track there. Um, other rando thing before I want to talk about the firing of Gina Carano. But before I do that, did anybody else notice the amount of Game of Thrones people in season two? The rando Mando. So... Yeah, because man, well, Mando obviously, <laughs> you know, got his eyeballs with thumbs from but, the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was he? The the viper. Uh, him in Game of Thrones. Well, Pedro Pascal was yeah, he was correct. The Viper and yes. Mountain gouges yes. eyes out. Yeah, yes. Um, and then uh, Natalie Tenna, who was also Tonks in the Harry Potter movie, mm-hmm. was in this. And then the guy that played Valen Hess, um, was also in Game of Thrones. He was the original Night King. <laughs> uh, he was in like the first couple seasons, and then it switched to like yeah. some Hungarian dude they or went something. A few. Um, but yeah, there were tons of Game of Thrones people. And then I googled, and apparently there's like been like 15 different people throughout the Star Wars franchise that were in Game of Thrones. I was like, hmm, I'm sensing a theme here. Also, on a sad note, the guy that physically played Boba Fett in Empire and Return of the Jedi died the day before the season two finale came out. Like, huh. I was like, oh, his name is Jeremy Bullock. And he, he totally, yeah. like, he Did made you meet it him, almost Rich? there. I have not, no. Well, that wasn't me. That's an autograph. I have to get their autograph. And then they die. And then they die. <laughs> 
But uh, before we like dive into what everyone thought of the show, let's talk about the firing of Gina Carano, because I want to know what you guys feel about this. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Are you angered? Do you care? Because she's officially been fired by Disney. So I'm not going to lie. I really don't know why she was fired. I just know she was fired. Okay. I'm not good on social media lately. I'm not either. And I didn't know, so I Googled it. And So So tell me, and then I'll tell you what I think. So she's one of those people. You know how some people are just, like, Donald Trump style? They're just intentionally inflammatory online, and they will just say insensitive, like, dickhead shit online Mm -hmm. to stir the pot Mm -hmm. and think there's going to be no consequences. Mm -hmm. And she made uh she made comments like how the um u.s political climate is like nazi germany she um you know how in people's like online profiles they'll have like it'll be like nick he him Lara, right. she her like they'll put their pronouns in there she went on her twitter feed and put like gina carano beep bop boop like making fun of people putting their pronouns in their thing and actually pedro pascal who has a trans sibling was like hey Here's why people do that, and here's why it's not cool to make fun of it. So then she took it down. But um, she's also just made, she just likes to stir the pot. And Disney, being Disney, was like, nah, you can't do that. You're fired. I I would like to point out, though, that a number of the castmates came out in support of her. Because even like Pedro Pascal at some point, although he did have some back and forth with her, it doesn't sound like he was anti-Gina Carano. So Um, now knowing, because I did not know any of this, do I agree with her? No. Is that her personal social media? Yes. Yeah. Do I think that Disney can control her on her own personal social media account? No. That social media company can control her. And if they find deem it offensive, they can either, one, ration her the warning. Or suspend her account. Or suspend her account. And if she keeps it up, cancel it. We know they can. <laughs> we all know they can. But... Again, anybody can be do whatever they want. I can disagree with it. That's her own opinion. And see, like, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm so on the fence about this because I feel like that, like, in today's day and age, there should be consequences for the shit that you say online. But is it okay for you to lose your job for what you put on your social media platform? Like, it's like Big Brother policing people's freedom it, of speech. That's the thing. But everybody that, is, That's happening anyway, whether we want it to or not. Everybody is quick to the, get rid of somebody. The converse of this, and I have some personal friends who I've thought this before and even said something to one of them and probably shouldn't have, but... We live in a society where, and this is where I'm like, what the fuck are you putting on your, your social media feeds? Because you know all your potential employers are looking at this, right? Because I'm pretty certain this particular individual lost a job opportunity because of the stuff they put. And I'm not saying that they don't have the right, you know, because like, it's free speech. Well, yeah, okay, you do. You have the right. But to think that employers aren't looking at your social media feeds, because they are. Mm-hmm. So it's stupid to be too crazy about it. So I understand that side of it, but then you're going to say, well, should it be that way? Well, and then that brings up the argument of like, this is a public figure and a public figure is different than like, if I went and put stupid inflammatory shit on my social media account where like, I haven't been on Facebook and I don't know how long I probably have no friends left because I don't enjoy the platform. But if I went and put whatever, then it's going to be completely different than someone who is a public figure who has millions of followers. And like, I don't necessarily disagree with the decision to let her go, but I don't necessarily agree with it either. So I'm going to do the thing that I don't like to do. And I'm going to answer this question by asking a question. I don't like doing that, but I'm going to do it in this case. What I want to know is what was their decision-making process that caused them to get rid of Gina Carano and keep Bill Burr? His whole stand-up stick. He's not a star of it. I know that. But he, he, his story can keep going. Mm-hmm. His whole stand-up shtick is fucked. Hilarious, but fucked. But that's the problem where I get problem and, with it. And his I'm, social media is pretty offensive at is times. Is it? See, I don't know much about him. I've just, I don't know his uh, social media either. Laura, do but, not but if, watch if, him on if, Netflix. If you look oh, him up, I don't. If you look um, him up side by side and like evaluate these people from the standpoint that we would have. Right. I would have a hard time looking at it and saying that Gina Carano is a bad person, Bill Burr is a good person, or coming with any sort of conclusion that one of them needs to be fired and one of them doesn't. 
based on you know what is offensive on social media and what things they have said publicly mm-hmm. right like that's why i want to know i'm like okay then why how does this decision making process cause like you say because they weren't a star well should that matter and, and i don't know because like he's in two episodes i don't know if he is ever coming back like it's not been established we didn't know that he was coming back for this one right yeah. we knew that he was done there uh and honestly like we i can get to the part but like that was one of my favorite episodes oh, in totally season two. Fucking like, was. like people yeah. talk about the you know the uh uh, with Finn in the the movies uh, about you know here was a former stormtrooper that didn't have a good story arc. Well, here's one guy who had a better story arc in a single episode of Mandalorian season two than Finn did in three fucking movies. No shit, no because joke. both seasons are better than any Star Wars yeah, movies we've seen in twenty like, years. Whatever. As far as like why did they fire her? Like I would have to know more. I would really have to know yeah. more to make any sort of decision because how did they differentiate between well, and those I know, two? I know that she was given warnings because in in the in my you know cursory research mm-hmm. that they did give her the chance. Like they talked about firing her, there was backlash. People asked them not to. They gave her a chance, and she continued to be inflammatory. But you could argue, like Bill Burr's comedy, that that's her brand. Mm-hmm. Like because she is somebody that's famous for being. Uh, she was like wrestling. She's whatever. a UFC yeah. fighter. Yeah, her fucking whole business she grew on herself to get to where she is was fighting in a ring. You don't get much hardcore than that. Her kick is like 2,000 pounds per square inch of she, pressure. Like, she's, she's, she's a She's abrasive. Like, That's the word I'd use. She's abrasive. Yeah. Now, is, how much of that is real? How much of that is brand? I don't know. Maybe it's both. Maybe they really are. At, but like they wanted somebody to fill that role. So I don't know how wrong it really is. You know, nobody has shown me anything other than some abrasive social media tweets. I think Disney took it upon themselves there, to there police was a this. Here's what I don't know is how much because this we get in social media. We get this where it's the, the, the sort of mock outrage mm-hmm. or you don't know how big the movement is because the news loves to pick up on the smaller things because you can write about it. It makes, you know, because that's what they're looking for is what's an article right. I can write News that people will click on. Right, news is about views, not facts. And, you know, so how big of a movement was this really? Because I know a lot of Star Wars fans, mm-hmm. and I don't know anybody who was like, fuck you, fire that Gina Carano. I know a lot of them are like, what's up with that? Okay, listen, I'm going to tell you the truth. I was one of those, let's fire Gina Carano because she is not a good actor. Yeah, that's, that was like, the general opinion was that. She's not a good she, actor. Like, she was the she weakest part of the show. She's not good. She really was. At the acting. I'm sorry. Because nobody... again, she's a fighter. I, and I get that. And like, she's not horrible, but as good as everybody else is, like, she brings but, the bar down. But, uh, Ming Na Wen pulled it off. She's a badass chick in that show. Yeah. And she pulled off badass chick. But isn't she a WWE fighter? So Ming Na Wen? No. 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 Okay. So no, um, who am I thinking of? Uh, uh, I can't think of her name, but she was the one that was with Bo Katano. Yes, yes. She's a WWE fighter. She's even so, worse actor than Gina Carano. Uh, yeah, but she uh, her part was pretty small. Yeah, but her but lines were awful. But that's the best thing about this. That the fan bases from Gina, from insert it, I, name. I want to say it, it's like Stormy or something that yeah. sounds strippery. Yeah, well, I mean, again, WWE. But uh, you're getting a fan base from WWE who, mm, let's be real, they probably already like Star Wars anyway. But if they didn't, they're watching Star Wars. UFC women's ufc which by the way hello that's badass on its own mm-hmm. like i'm not saying like oh you know it's hot women fighting but it's more like holy crap i will never naysay them because they will roundhouse kick my jaw off my face like <laughs> oh yeah i'm i'm not throwing hands with gina carano i mean no, no i'm not i'm not hell i'm not throwing hands with the katie sackoff or ming na win either they yeah both with but my like ass. the bri- the their backgrounds are bringing wait more would you people- throw hands with grogu <laughs> <laughs> Their, I mean, their backgrounds are bringing this community out to more than what it was. But do we do we really need to grow the Star Wars community? Is uh, what I'm saying. Like, I'm just saying, like, you can bring people from different backgrounds together. You I know believe what I'm saying? you're yeah. talking about Mercedes Justine uh, Kaysner Vernado. That's a lot of names. Who are you uh, talking about? Who goes the by, person you're talking about? Uh, who, who goes, said Stormy? Who goes by Sasha Banks? Sasha, Stormy, they both sound a little strippery. I say that with respect. WWE as a member of the SmackDown brand under the ring name Sasha Banks. But she has a very long name that starts with Mercedes. And and she got Sasha from that. I mean, whatever works for you, lady. But uh, my, my point is, it's like you can bring people in who are like, 
I understand you can combine fans. Well, I mean, look at The Rock. There's a WWE guy who's going on to be pretty much an A-lister. Yeah. And fairly universally liked. Yeah. Well, he also is very is very clear about his branding the opposite way that we, you know, speculated Gina Carano might be. Mm-hmm. Like, The Rock flat out refuses to play a villain. Like, if he is approached for a role that is the bad guy, he will mm-hmm. not take it because he's very careful with his own branding and always being the good guy because he's a giant behemoth of a human being. Mm-hmm. And that's and, the brand he wants to play. And he wants to, you know, because like I do follow him on social media and he's like Uncle DJ. And he's like this nice guy who, you know, does cutesy little interviews with his mom on Jimmy Fallon. And like, mm-hmm. so he's also very careful about his mm-hmm. brand in an, in the opposite way. Which was my point earlier about, you know, with, we know you know employers are looking at this, mm-hmm. and I you know. Let's face it; I'm sure The Rock can be an asshole at times because everybody can. Yeah. But like, he is very careful because he wants to get these movies. But and he let's wants to be face the star. it: Would you fire The Rock because he might break your fucking face? Okay, like, I do actually follow him on Instagram, and he lives in because you know he's like a fucking billionaire, so he lives in a gated whatever, and his neighborhood lost power, and he had to get to set, and he's really big on being on time. He fucking ripped the gate off the front <laughs> of his house, like full on iron gates that have an electrical like a garage door opener thing that opens them wasn't working because he lost power because his whole neighborhood lost power in storms literally got out of his car and ripped them off of the brick oh, holding them up yeah. he, he also has the, uh, a, a gym and a trailer that he has on set with him I heard some wonderful anecdotes because he's always having co-stars like you know he's like come work out you know and you know many of his co-stars are not people who work out a lot yeah. But they all feel like compelled to go try to put on a show. And I'm going to, if The Rock's like, hey, come work out, buddy. I'm going to be like, it's a firm no. I'm going to go eat some Cheetos. But if you want to come eat some Cheetos with me, <laughs> let's go. He, he calls it like the Iron Jungle. He has a name for the, the, the it's like a semi-trailer. It's actually a full gym built into this thing that he takes around with him. Of course it is. Jesus. We went down the rabbit hole I on that Dwayne. one. I love Dwayne. I really so, do. He's like one of my favorites. Well, He's like, a guilty it, pleasure. Oh, me too. Is, his ex-wife is his manager. Really? His ex That's gotta be weird. Wife. It's an interesting story. Uh, we'll save so, it for another day, but it sounds interesting. But oh, like okay, the series. What did you guys think? Yeah, we're gonna have to of, edit like all that <laughs> out. Whatever. <laughs> what did you guys think of season two? Loved it. Did you love it as much as season one? I loved it more. I cried. I actually think I loved it more too. What about you, Rich? I wouldn't say that I loved it more. But you but loved shut it. Up. Definitely in the loved it. <laughs> you don't loved there, it more? I don't think I wouldn't. I, if I had to pick season uh, one season over the other, I still think I'm picking season one over season two. But I don't want to make a sound like that's not a negative thing. I just like you asked. Um, <laughs> so like, I don't want to I feel really called out right now. It, and it's I'm definitely sorry. not like season two sucks. Season two was fucking great. It was better. No, I, he, no, I get what he's saying though, because like if you're gonna watch a stand, like if you're just gonna watch one, I'd probably rather watch season one too, because it's like it could be standalone. But I here, get it. Uh, here, okay, um, I'm just gonna jump into some of the do reasons it, why I it, think season two wasn't quite as good as season one. Okay. Um, I think season two accelerated too quickly. I think that I wanted more of the Mandalorian just being the Mandalorian and not this. Now he's into like the world altering. Luke Skywalker is showing up. He may be the Mandalorian. Maybe the show wasn't the Mandalorian. It's because the motherfucker is the Mandalorian because now he has the dark saber. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm okay with that's where the storyline went. I would just have loved a couple seasons of, hey, I'm plucky bounty hunter, you know, trying to make my way through the galaxy. And I didn't get that, which is what I, I loved about season one. So I felt like this got into the big time too quickly and I wanted a little more small time. I felt like they shoehorned a few too many other big plot lines in there. As much as I loved all the Boba Fett stuff, as much as I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Do uh, that scene at the end when he mm-hmm. shot, what's his face? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, the guy in Thomas Palace. Yeah, with the one giant dreadlock. Dude, that was awesome. And you know, scene, thank God Tamara Morrison's getting work because that guy's cool. Um, you know, the, the, the Timothy Oliphant episode was fucking amazing. But see, I wanted more episodes like that where it wasn't like... Here's this is you know once again all big Jedi shit and I love Jedi but I wanted more of that now however um, I did love that they like almost heavy handedly and purposefully said we are not subverting the tropes and motherfucking Luke Skywalker show up I love that they did that mm-hmm. I, to me that was the 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 fuck you to Ryan Johnson and J J Abrams that I wanted mm-hmm. oh this series in general is like 
I'm not kidding. It gets right what 20 years of Star Wars has gotten wrong. Like, legitimately, since the prequels came out. There has not been you know, anything as good no, as this. this and is I so funny. Wait, wait. I, you keep saying 20 years, and I'm like, why the hell do you keep saying 20 years? It came out in 1999. It, yeah. That's 22 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Shit. I was like, what is she talking about? Like, It's been 22 years. You're old. Welcome I to the club. Know. It just did you know, like, me. I'm like, oh. I am actually scared. I am actually legitimately terrified in some ways, because if it comes out at some point in time that Favreau and Filoni are a piece of shit, I'm going to fucking go on a murder oh, spree. Yeah. I'm going to crack because you know what? Those two are the most, I don't care. I had the argument with people about whether or not Favreau, you know, compares to Scorsese. And of course everybody's like Scorsese's better. And I'm like, fuck you. And I love Scorsese, but Scorsese does one type of movie. He does it really well, but that's it. Favreau has, he covers all of it. The guy fucking saved the MCU. He saved star Wars. He made some amazing independent movies and just fucking kills it. So you know what? That guy, I think fucking he amazing. did a really good Christmas movie too. He also made Chef. Um, like I said, they're a great independent movie. Or what's the uh, uh, Swingers? That's Jan Favreau. If you that's watched. his? Yes. Yeah. Oh. I mean, the guy is amazing, and he can and do it all. And he's happy. And he's, you know, yeah, he is. That, that Just, fuck, yes. This guy has the range that Scorsese doesn't have. Scorsese can only make one type of movie. Now, he's amazing at it. Mafia? But, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I mean, no, he he's not wrong, though. Like, there's a style associated. Like, if you watch a movie, you're going to be like, this feels Scorsese. Like, but there... There's a, I would say that Favreau has an everyman approach to him mm-hmm. that there is, there is a need for. Like Scorsese is more niche. Everybody yeah. is not going to appreciate the nuance and the symbolism of a Scorsese piece where it's more approachable when Favreau does it, but he always does it with the utmost respect. Like that's what I can say about this is like you have strong three-dimensional characters, which is something the prequel and sequel trilogies were lacking. How many characters in both of those were token? Hello, Finn. Hi, mm-hmm. nice to meet you, token. And the, unnecessarily so. Unnecessarily so. Could have been the coolest character in the what's, entire trilogy. Um, what's the other? I I always uh, fade on this actress. Is it Michelle Trans? Uh, one, Rose what? Rose Tico. Yeah, I'm trying the actor's name. You know, it's, she caught so much shit. And uh, like, I I'm, know. Like, like I'm sorry, but like she did. She that did lady the did best she wrong. could like, with the writing that she had. Yeah, that movie was to shit. the point to where she deleted her social media. Mm-hmm. Like, like she did the wrong. best with wow. what she had. That, and none this, of that falls on her back. None right. of it. No. But here we have a series. A series. Like, do you know how many more hours there are of The Mandalorian mm-hmm. than there are of Star Wars movies? A ton. All of the characters are strong 3D characters. The writing is stellar. The attention to detail that brings in things from all of the previous films as well as the cartoon series. So many things that are so detailed that are respected. And that's the thing that was missing in this in the prequel trilogies and the sequel trilogies was respect for the audience and respect for everything that came before. Say whatever you will about George Lucas. He lost his way between the original trilogies and the prequel trilogies. And he lost respect. He lost for- his way by not focusing on what he's good at. Because it's when he decided he was going to be director and producer all yes. at the same time. And it, it just gets outside of his skill set to a certain degree. Uh, I mean, he crafted this amazing universe, but I don't know that he's always necessarily good at presenting that in a way that the audience understood. Because I'm a little bit of a prequel apologist, but I understand the flaws that it had. I think the story was actually pretty good. The problem is the flaw was in the telling. Yes, mm-hmm. it was absolutely in the telling and it was in the dialogue like that. Mm-hmm. That sand monologue that Anakin Skywalker has like the idea behind it is good and it could have been good. And I do not blame Hayden Christensen for a minute. Hayden Christensen's actually a really talented actor. Watch the movie Life as a House and cry like a little baby. He's coming back in Kenobi, though. And well, <laughs> and maybe this time he'll have writing to we, work. We with. don't know what to what effect. But. Yeah. But like it was. It was just handled poorly, and... We didn't buy it. The big failing of the frequency is that we did not buy Anakin's fall to Darth Vader. Right. Ultimately, that is what's sour in everybody's mouth, whether they like to admit it or not. I know they all have to be like, Jar Jar sucked, whatever, fuck off. What really made it bad is that we did not buy what those three movies 
had to accomplish, which was take us from lovable Anakin Skywalker to Darth Vader, and it failed to convince us that that happened. Right. I will say, though, I love Revenge of the Sith. I think Revenge of the Sith is the strongest yeah. of the Don't get me wrong. Trilogy. A lot of good there. Like I said, I'm an apologist, so I can go on about what was good there. There's I'm, good There's good in all of them. Like, there's fun in Phantom Menace, and mm -hmm. there's, you know... Well, yeah, because like I said, we don't get Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that's who everybody thinks of as Obi-Wan Kenobi now, and has for a very long time, and loved it. You know, Qui-Gon Jinn, Mace Windu, these are all characters we have because of the prequels that are just beloved. Mm -hmm. So let's And Darth say, Maul is, Darth you know, Maul, well, and he's villain. still out there because of Solo. So, you know, and all no, and this, whatever. Cool. Uh, he's in Clone Wars. Thank you. That's what I meant. The, um, okay. So I, I have, uh, I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here. And don't wear anything in Clone Wars because I'm only in the middle of season four. So you have not seen the Darth Maul Obi-Wan Kenobi duel? No. Okay, then I can't say anything. Then don't talk. Because here, okay, here, here, here's all I will say. I will say is right after that fight is where the Obi Wan Kenobi show should begin. Mm. Or if actually, I'd love to see the live action version of that fight and that be like the opening scene. Mm. Um, it's it's great. It's Filoni at some of his finest before he got to be in the Mandalorian. Dave Filoni. Oh my god, <laughs> I got to talk about his episode, but go ahead. But it, it just it's. It, if you want to see uh, probably the best lightsaber duel in all of Star Wars, it is the uh, Obi-Wan Darth Maul. Really? Well, and what's really interesting is because the, the very next point that I have was that what the Mandalorian does so well is that it doesn't treat the fans like idiots. And with all of the super cool action sequences and lightsaber battles and everything that happened in the last 22 years of Star Wars, like... This show does it better because what you're talking about in a cartoon being the best lightsaber battle mm -hmm. ever means that that cartoon was treating the fans more respectfully oh, than one the last 22 oh, yeah. years. If you haven't Wars, seen Clone Wars, I want so fucking recommend. bad to be able to talk. And don't go back to the old ones because um, you know there's two. There's the original version, the an uh, the uh, the anime version, and then they redid it because they're like, yeah, it's not the feel we're going for. Oh. Um, yeah, there's like the whole Kurosawa one, and then there's the new one with Filoni. Uh, not that the other ones are bad, but it's like you can tell it's like this is weird. Um, yeah, well, and it just this gets taken seriously and not treated like a joke. Like there's there there's been this attitude for the last couple of decades that like it's Star Wars, it can't fail. It doesn't have to be that good. It's called Star Wars. People are gonna love it anyway. And yes, we all showed up, and yes, we all bought those tickets, and yes, we all watched them anyway. But guess what? We're not gonna love it just because it says Star Wars colon. Uh, watch Rebels too, by the way. Uh, Rebels is really good. Yeah, I'm going to after. Uh, yeah. You know, Gavin got me uh, into watching that, and obviously these are cartoons, so it's a different medium. So you got to keep that in mind a little bit. But although Clone Wars is getting pretty damn dark, Rebels get pretty. Well, like we we love to joke because the the droid in Rebels is Chopper. He's their R2 droid, right? And you're like, how do you you know do that? And because you know you've got R2D2 who's so iconic, but it's funny because Chopper is, um, he's the chaotic evil member of the party hmm. so it's supposed to like r2d2 where he's the like basically the robot paladin yeah. chopper's a fucking murder machine and gets away with it because he's a droid and nobody's paying attention but we're we're like counting up like how many fucking people is chopper just straight up fucking murdered you know like and you're like he murders a lot of fucking people hmm. like they even went out of the way to the point that one time that one of the droids he tried to murder lived <laughs> but like just fucking... i struggle with the so I'm weird, and we all know this, and it's fine. I struggle with watching the animated series because I can't handle, as we know, anybody who listens to this podcast, I can't handle shitty acting performances and voice acting and live action acting, two very different things. And I think my mistake was you... that I started at the beginning because at the beginning, they were marketing the cartoons more towards children. Yes. And it was very much they a cartoony performance. And I cannot abide About the tone About midway of the through early. season two, they... you'll hear some difference. There is a point where I think they realized that this is not a children's cartoon and the people watching it aren't children and they change tone. Yes. It really I know does that shift. later on because I know like um, Freddie Prince Jr. voices one of Rebels. the characters in Rebels mm -hmm. and he's, he's like a super talented actor and like I know that they changed it later on but like I tried watching the show and I, I legitimately could not because I could not handle the the, the voiceovers of like huh, huh, 
You'll like, think no, the same way no. of Clone Wars because there was yeah. a second where I'm like, it, I can't do they, this. They shift the tone and it gets way better. Uh, Rebels starts out that way because it came after the fact and technically still going on, which was who the other, like, that was the other debate on who was showing up there at the end because, you know, there is one character from Rebels that's theoretically still around mm-hmm. um, that could have been the Jedi showing up. And, and that, that was the big debate. And, and of course, I was like, it's got to fucking be Luke Skywalker because then they, it's good, just got to be. Is it is so? Is there a character that's in Rebels that's in the video games? I don't think so. You're thinking of Kyle Katarn? Yeah. And I guess the video games are technically canon, so people thought it could have been Kyle Katarn. Yeah. But this, that's not, no. Okay. Because um, there are actually two Jedi in Rebels at one point, but at this point, one of them is no longer around because um, motherfucking Darth Vader show up. Hmm. Which is one of my favorite things about Rebels, because like Rebels, you're like, we got some Jedi running around. You're like, how are they getting away with this? Isn't there a point where like Darth Vader shows up and like, Things go really south, and then, like, into season one, you're like, motherfucking Darth Vader shows up, and things go south, and you're like, oh. Yeah, you're like, there it is. <laughs> you're like, so that's how they get around it. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I think kind of what you were talking about, I just had this notion that you were talking about the feel of, you like the one-off episodes, and I don't disagree with you. Like the like the one with the... Uh, Oh, crap. The guy with Boba's armor. Timothy Oliphant? Yes, him. Timothy fucking, I killed the shit out of this bit part role in one episode. Oliphant motherfucking nailed it. Boom. What's so interesting about those episodes that that I love is those are the episodes that feel like a Western. And in my humble opinion, the best sci-fi TV shows are Westerns that happen to take place in space. Yeah. And that's what this is. It's the Mm -hmm. whole, like... Hello, how many old Westerns and TV shows was this the plot of? There's literally a John Wayne movie where he finds a little kid and he's got two other guys with him and they're trying to return oh, the kid no. to where he came from. Tell me the scene there in that first episode with Timothy Oliphant where the Mandalorian, they're out there with the sand people and he's speaking to them. Tell me that didn't seem like a scene from Dances with Wolves. Yeah. yeah. And a little bit Tremors. Yeah, a but little bit. Okay. That, you know. That's where the crate dragon comes from. But that, 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 yes, those are my favorite ones too. That's why I wanted more of that because we can't go back now. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, you, you can't go back to that. And I wanted more of that. So I'm a little disappointed because of that. But that, okay. So I'm going to go into Filoni's episode is why I loved his episode because it was the perfect mix of a Western and samurai movie. Which one was his? I don't remember. The Jedi with, uh, Oh my God! Why am I drawing a blank on Ahsoka her name? Ahsoka Tano. Yes. <laughs> mm, so fucking good. That was my hand down. And that was the one that had episode. more of a. Uh, that one to me had more of a Japanese vibe to it. And like, I, to a, me, like it had an equal parts vibe. And, and I'm sorry, Rosario Dawson. I apologize to you. I questioned whether or not you were the right pick for Ahsoka Tano. I really? was wrong. And I just want to go on record saying. Sorry. I, I love Rosario Dawson. I don't think she's a bad actress. I wasn't shit-talking her. I'm just saying, I don't know if I like that pick for Ahsoka Tano. And then I was just wrong. Oh, I couldn't have thought of anybody else. Honestly. I was I was just completely wrong. She nailed it. She was awesome. See, so, I... What, like, me. when this season was coming out, because, like, I loved season one so much, so I, like, made a rule. I'm not going to research anything. And I didn't watch any of the episodes until they were all out, and I sat and binged them all. So, like, I knew nothing. Like, I knew Rosario Dawson had been cast. Didn't know anything about anybody else who was coming back, what was happening. I was, like, social media blackout, not looking at things. I didn't even know about the Luke Skywalker thing until day of binging. Mm-hmm. And then I sat there and watched them all and I was like, it's so good. Yeah. If, if, you, if you haven't watched Clone Wars, you should watch it just for Ahsoka Tano um, because they do with so her what they should have done with Anakin. Mm-hmm. Like as far as the, you know, there are problems with the Jedi Order and highlighting those problems and like that arc is in Ahsoka. Yeah. That's what they should have done in the movies. And she doesn't turn evil, so to speak, but that's where we get the gray Jedi um, and get to where she is. So, like, that that's done. They show you how we should have done it. That, yeah. And that's Filoni. I mean, he fixed that. Yeah. I, I, anything that he does... Any, oh, my God. But also, you got to think of the episode uh, that uh, Rodriguez did. Robert Rodriguez. Which one was his? I he, remember he His did one. was the one where... Uh, 
Boba Fett shows back up. Oh, God Oh, with damn. the so on good. the... Yeah. Yeah. So fun. And we knew it was him. See, I love that they did that, because they like tease the thing, you're like, it's got to be Boba Fett, right? No, it's got to be somebody else. They can't make it be Boba Fett. And like, yeah, it was just fucking Boba Fett. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, and I love that it's the same guy, like that continuity, because like they even went back and like changed the voice when they mm-hmm. fucked with the original trilogy and all of that. And I just, I love that it's the same guy and he's all grizzled and just like, you know, some shit went down. Like his life has not been sunshine and rainbow since the last we saw him at the Sarlacc. <laughs> the guy pit. plays how many characters in Clone Wars? Uh, <laughs> He's great. Yeah, and, and I love that. And like, the fact can, that he can do a voice, like the same voice. voice. I'm doing, but air like quotes, they're distinctive like, enough. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. Um, that's why I'm interested to see how the Bad Batch comes out. But uh, oh okay, my God. you guys are talking a lot about the cartoons, and here's my here's that's my, what we have. No, it's cool. I just I want to ask this question because here's my concern. It's my concern with and all I'm not of the... even done with it. Like oh, I still have several seasons like to go. A bajillion in one seasons. Yeah, no, it was a thing. So here's my concern with all of the major franchises right now of overextending themselves. Like, um, I'll just use Star Trek as an example of like they finally brought it back and they brought it back with Discovery and they're doing Picard. You know, and then they have Picard. Well, now they're talking about like 16 other shows and they're talking about bringing different movies back and so on and so forth. And in my humble opinion, they're oversaturating the timeline. They're oversaturating the market and they're going to drive it into the ground. I fear the same thing with the MCU. Star Trek did it once before. They did. They absolutely did. And now I fear the same thing with the MCU because we're already 20 some odd movies in. Now we have TV series and now we have so many TV series coming Mm -hmm. on. So many new movies. So many new universes inside the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're going to be bringing in X-Men and the possibility of, you know, branching into the Fox X-Men franchise and so on and so forth. Then we're going to have the multiverse and there's the potential to drive it into the ground. So what my concern is with Star Wars is, as we've seen, quality has gone down over the past two decades. And, you know, aside from Rogue One, which I think is one of the strongest Star Wars movies ever made. 100%. 100%. Like... We're bringing in, we're creating so many new movies. Now we're going to have so many new TV series. Now we're bringing in the canon from cartoons, which some is canon and some isn't canon. Are they going to oversaturate the market? Are they going to overextend Star Wars and drive it into the ground where nobody's even excited to see this shit anymore? As much as I'm a huge fan of the Expanded Universe, and yes, I'm still fucking calling the Expanded Universe because I don't care that they change the goddamn name. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um... But as much as I'm a fan of that, even I'll say that those books varied in quality a lot. And later on, the quality just overall diminished over time because mm-hmm. that's what they did. They kept just going to the same well. It was just hard to maintain that level for as long as they did. And and honestly, once they ever got to the like the Yuzang Vong Wars, that is, they never recovered. Mm-hmm. Um, all the best stuff is earlier on. So it happens in different mediums. But it's already happened with this story once. So can it happen there? I think it's inevitable. I think it's inevitable that the MCU falls off at some point. Uh, I think we're all amazed that it made it this far. But see, that's where that's where in my mind I I understand. Like, do I get it? These are cash cows. These are billion dollar movies. I get it. But there's that part of my brain that's like, end it on a high note, guys. Come on, don't drive it into the ground. End it on a fucking high note. Uh, it can't happen. The market won't allow it. I mean, people will clamor for it. So, I mean, I just hope that most of it's good. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what that point's going to be uh, for the movies that happen fast. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that they're... Are you talking about Star Trek movies? No, Star, no, Star Wars. Wars movies. Oh, I was like, wait, are you talking about the third one? Didn't watch Nick it. took a pee break. He's I back did. now. My back teeth were floating. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, talk about Picard. I gotta go. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'll bring it back to Mandalorian because there's one more thing that I want to mention. Okay. And it wasn't talked about as much. As much as it was a little bit of a disappointment for me at the end, I loved Michael Bean. Somebody we haven't seen in a long time. Uh-huh. He was great. Although, I really wish he'd have just walked away at the end. I wish he'd have been the true mercenary and just been like, yep, I'm out. As opposed to they had the, the final thing where he... It would, have been, it would have been more poetic, but I feel like it lent itself to the Wild West thing more that he didn't. Because like, in my mind, that's, like, that's the showdown, and the showdown's to the death. True, but I wish it... Like, here's, okay, so here's my compromise to that, and I had this discussion, because you, know, you had like the killer robot thing there. Mm-hmm. I wish that what they would have done is his pretending to give up was because he knew the robot was maneuvering in the position. Mm. Not the, I'm going to pretend to lay my, lep- lay my weapon down and then just try to outdraw you. Like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. If you're going to pretend, then why don't you at least walk away and then ambush him later? You know, as opposed to doing it right now when he's staring you down. What makes more sense is robots climbing over the roof. So, yeah, no, I'm totally putting my gun down. And why you just keep your eye on me, motherfucker? Like, that made more sense. 
So that was a little bit of a disappointment there because uh, I thought that could have potentially been a cool character. I like the true mercenary guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have to tell you guys a story and I'll just use this for like good, bad, and ugly. And so like my good is obviously everybody else's in the mass pop culture phenomenon that is the beloved Groku. And I have to tell you guys, okay, lifelong Star Wars fan, can't even remember the first time I saw the movies because I'm too young to remember. Can quote them for as long as I have have memory in my head. Love them. My sister gives no shits about Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know if she's ever seen them. Where did them. you come from? I don't know. Um, I ask myself that question a lot. I ask <laughs> myself that question a lot. Um, doesn't care. Don't know if she's ever seen them all the way through. Gets them confused. And we'll just be like, Luke, that's a, Luke Skywalker's a Star, Star Wars person, right? Doesn't care. My nephew's really into Star Wars, still doesn't care. My sister sat and watched The Mandalorian because she loved, she watched every episode of The Mandalorian because she loved Grogu that much. And then my niece, who is more familiar with Star Wars than my sister is, but doesn't love it like my nephew does. It's just kind of there for her. My niece, when Luke Skywalker came and took Grogu away from The Mandalorian, (laughs) she's eight years old. She's not like four, like had a full-blown meltdown and cried for like 20 minutes because Grogu was leaving the Mandalorian. That is how strongly people feel like you want to talk about what the Ewoks were supposed to be and what Grogu turned into. (laughs) Like you want to talk about marketing genius right there. Two people who gave no fucks about Star Wars cried over baby Grogu leaving the Mandalorian. I just loved every fucking thing about that. I just cried because... Luke showed up. <laughs> I, and honestly, you know, I, it was one of those where, like, it, it, was it obvious? Mm-hmm. Was it easy? Yep. Was it the right fucking move? You betcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I love the fact that, like, that's the scale. People forget about that power scale. And a, an, an honest-to-God fucking Jedi showing up, doesn't yeah. matter what those things are. He's going to slice through them. Like, barely even slowed him down. Yeah, and that's that's the power of a full blown Jedi, and Luke would have been in his prime, so he didn't even, didn't even break a sweat. I uh, so yes, they did a great job with what they did, mm-hmm. but also, do, do you guys remember before this episode where they're like, oh, if they ever bring Luke in, they should bring in what's his nuts from I don't know Avengers. Oh, um, uh, uh, Sebastian Stan. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. wanted him to Cause, play because he has cleft chin. Yeah, he looks yeah, similar. I mean, I, I get where they're he coming from. Enough. They're not full of shit. I mean, he he could pull off a Mark Hamill. Uh, I mean, yeah, and with a little bit of you know Photoshop, like there yeah. you go. Yeah, but uh, I was still like, people were like, oh, it was good, but that looked like shit, and I'm like, fuck, fuck off. Oh, like, no, not even kidding. Like going to like adamantly disagree with you some rando dude that i found on tiktok took time over the weekend like the weekend after that came out and he redid that scene with his own graphics hands down 25 times better like legitimately looked like mark hamill not like What's wrong with Mark Hamill's face? Why does he look like that? It did, I, I will not lie, but I was so caught up in the moment that I was like, oh. oh and like, but, I don't think it ruined the moment, but like on like closer inspection, when you saw it on social media for the 257th time, you're like, that guy's face it, don't look right. Yeah, it did. You can tell it's CGI. Yeah. I mean, you can tell it. It's it like looked the, like it, a Snapchat filter. It's like the Governor yes. Tarkin thing where people go on about that. And I'm like, fuck you. It was great. Yeah, but the Governor Tarkin thing was longer, and this was literally like he was there, like he had the hood down for like two lines. Like mm-hmm. he he was literally like just there, like y'all. If you're gonna put some budget into something, please put it into Luke Skywalker's face. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mark Hamill is a treasure. It's mm-hmm. true. Mark Hamill is a national treasure. I, I love that. I love that his tweet that day was just simply, "Anybody see anything good on TV today?" <laughs> like, Fantastic. And I'm like, yo, that is like the brilliant way to not have a spoiler. Because nobody in the know would read that. I'm like, what's he talking about? And then everybody in the know is like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, I love that. You guys have to pick bads. Come on. Come on. Come on. Something sucks. I mentioned some bads. So you did. I, I think I got mine you covered. Didn't. I didn't? No. no. I mean, not really. You- Sitting in silence. The hallmark of a good podcast. No, I'm just trying to think. <laughs> like, Cara Dune's a bad what character. What was the episode between <laughs> the first and third? What What was the, the second? The second. <laughs> Thank you. But what episode was it? Like... 
Because, like, my in my memory, the only thing I can remember, really, I remember the first episode and remember, like, The yeah, second good. one's the frog lady with the eggs. Didn't care much. Yeah, nobody really, like, the joke kind of fell flat with the whole frog lady and him eating the eggs. And, like, yeah, that, that was the spider one, right? That, yeah, yes. that was yes. the, okay, the first yes. one. Yep. Okay, so I loved the one Bryce Dallas Howard did, mm-hmm. which would have been the third one. The fourth one was, uh, so I guess my... my fourth one is Carl Weathers actually directed that one. I didn't realize that. The huh. siege was yeah. Carl Weathers directed it. Uh, so my 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 not not happy with the season yeah. would have been season episode two. I enjoyed it, but I was just like, mm, something's not really wasn't flowing. as strong as yeah. the rest. I would agree with that. I don't feel like it was as strong as the rest, yeah. and like it wasn't necessarily needed. Yeah, like it didn't really move anything forward. And people got really tore up that Grogu was eating those eggs. Oh, that was funny. I mean, it wasn't I thought that it was funny, funny, but but I it's liked like at the, the same sound. time, like they're just like, oh my god, blah blah, like. I'm like, dude, th- uh, number one, there are not frog people. Number two, this is a fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it was a little bit over the top. Real. But I got to admit, when you watch it, you're like, did he just fucking murder some people? <laughs> and I love this. Like, Mandalore is just trying to like hide it. Like, oh shit, don't do that. And then yeah. just like, hope that lady didn't see. That That's totally like a dad move. Like, oh fuck, my but kid yeah, like, did every- something. Like, Everybody was okay with him eating the frog earlier. That it's because these eggs could theoretically become sentient. That's what makes the difference in people's minds. It's a little weird of a distinction for me, but like but you I, eat chicken eggs, right? I, I get it when people. Are, I love fucking. Butt yeah, nuggets. you can't have a conversation with a chicken. You can have a conversation. with I a most frog certainly people. can too. That's where he's going. <laughs> Don't <judge> yeah. me. <laughs> the only reason why uh, Mando could understand what she was saying is because she created the thing to talk into for him to understand her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really. Those were just eggs. <laughs> they weren't even fertilized because the husband was That's there. That's true. No one had jacked off on them yet. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's no, the truth. Like, it you're was, not it, wrong. They a, were, like, if you want to get technical about it, that was her period. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I didn't even think of that. It was gross. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Those comparisons like work across species, but like, yeah, the if eggs weren't fertilized. They just, some, she's obviously mammalian of some sort. Yeah. No, she's not. She's a frog person. That makes her amphibious at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's time for the female factor because I said so. Go, Go for it. it. Okay. What oh. the fuck? Dude! <laughs> no! <laughs> They're turning into the same come, person. Come to the dark side. We're we have morphing. cookies. We're just like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mega rich. <laughs> oh, God. Please don't. Final level. It's too much. Fight. <laughs> All right. For virtually all girl geeks, Star Wars was where it started. It all began with Princess Leia. But who else was there? In the original trilogy, she's the only woman to look up to. In some of the films, she's literally the only woman that has an active part in the story. The prequel trilogies gave us Padme. She's another badass in her own right, though she's no Leia. Uh, But then again, who else is there? Even in the sequel trilogy, we got Rey, who gave a new generation of girls a woman to look up to, and we got our first female villain for 2.5 seconds. But who else? Like so many other movie franchises, Star Wars has been made up of 99.9% men and 0.01% women. But The Mandalorian is beginning to change that. We have Cara Dune, even though she might not be back, Ahsoka Tano, Fennec Shand, Bo-Katan, even Peli Moto. And that's just in front of the camera. Behind the camera, we have lady directors, producers, writers, etc. Representation is so important because it lets us see ourselves reflected in the media. It lets us believe that we can be like what we see on screen. It lets us understand that we can become anything we want to be. So while we still have a long way to go before we achieve equal representation for women, for the queer community, for BIPOC individuals, etc., shows like this that offer representation and do it well are a huge step in the right direction, especially for a franchise that is so near and dear to so many people's hearts. The end. Thank you for the applause. That's a golf clap, but you know, claps don't come out well on. (laughs) Well, I was trying to, that's why I was doing uh, that. Like it was a golf clap. His hands looked really special. No, I mean, a hundred percent. Like I said, I, I apologized earlier to Rosario Dawson. Um, 
because I, I didn't think she was the right casting, and I was just once again one hundred percent totally wrong. This is random. But, set. Go ahead. Oh, no, but I was gonna say, but the fact that like those characters are there, it, w- it wouldn't been her; it'd been somebody else. And it, it, and it just all flows. Like there is no there is no point where it felt like anybody threw anything in anybody's face or added female characters for the sake of adding female characters. And nothing it, felt heavy handed. It or was just it was just in your like face. a story. Yeah. So and random aside, I have to tell you guys. I am not a fan of Katie Sackoff. Something about her really drives me uh, love nuts. Katie Sackoff. Like something about her grates my nerves. Never seen her in anything I liked more than I, like. And I've I as as previously established, I've not watched the cartoons, but I know that she was so Bo Katano like. And something about her performance in mm-hmm. Mandalorian, favorite thing I've ever seen her in. See, I, I thought she was good in Longmire. Um, but I go all the way back to, of course, to Battlestar Galactica. Don't say anything about Battlestar. I just bought season one and two and two point. Well, you know she's in it. I know, but don't okay. say anything like. Well, right. I won't say anything that's revealing, but uh, but also at the same time, seriously, dude, that's been a while. Um, yeah, well, that, that, it's that, kind of outside that, the that, moratorium of spoilers. Exactly. I have to agree. But I won't say anything just because you asked. So uh, when that first came out, and they said what character she's going to be, who was a, a male in the previous uh, rendition of. Uh, Battlestar Galactica, I was one of the people who was like, what the fuck? Why are they changing this to female? This is all weird. And they're getting, they're, I don't understand anything. Like, it didn't make sense to me. And I was very, you know, nose scrunchy, like I'm kind of doing now, but you can't see about the whole thing. And then, of course, the show comes out and very quickly is like, yeah, I was wrong. I was just wrong. She's, she's, this is perfect for this character. It's great. So, yeah, I, you, you, I mean, I, you know, you should come over and watch it. I, I, I'm actually ready to do for a rewatch because that was a great, <laughs> great show. Well, I bought season one and two and 2.5. It used to be on Amazon Prime. I guess it's not anymore. Yeah, it's not it. Um, have you ever seen the reimagined? Yeah, I don't like it. Really? Okay. No, and that's fine. I mean, you don't always like the same thing. Uh, one of my favorite, because I'd love to have you take on Trisha Helfer and her characters. Because she's obviously the, like, in many ways, the token hot chick, but, like, purposefully and intentionally so to make a thing out of it like not in a bad way but like she's in on it like yeah yeah Yeah, i get what you mean yeah she's totally in on the thing and like that's what they're trying to do specifically because they know how people react there um and then of course she ends up being so many of her so like that's the thing that like it's an interesting study uh from like what does this mean for females because some ways it's like they're steering into the skid and some ways it's like they're they're like spotlighting it Mm -hmm. um it's a very interesting take that you know how they they handled her and all that she did in the show and that's about the only way, i'm only being awkward because i don't want to spoil anything for nick <laughs> because 12 years later he still hasn't yeah. watched it dude i've been in you would think i was a fucking doctor for as long as i was years. in school <laughs> and there's some solid acting in that show I'm, there is and in the mandalorian you should watch it even if you're not a star wars fan you can thank me later <laughs> that that seemed like an ending but it seemed not enough fanfare yeah it was a very anticlimactic ending it was, it was just kind of a and we're done so mandalorian's awesome <laughs> yeah everybody in it awesome not quite certain how i feel about gina carano but at the same time like from the standpoint of the mandalorian the character is weak so we're not going to miss it there but i don't know what that means for a society but, uh, and now there's a dark saber <laughs> there's a dark saber and yeah dude. there's a grogu out there somewhere he yeah, better dude. come back. It's going to be an epic misstep if he doesn't come yeah, back. Yeah, dude. I keep saying yeah, dude. <laughs> so, um, Subs up. <laughs> up. You know, everybody uh, talking about, like, well, what does this mean, you know, for the, the sequels? Because obviously Luke knew this, right? Also, just ran- another random aside, R2 knew fucking everything. Mm-hmm. R2 knew Grogu. I mean, you know, that was always one of the theories is that all of this is actually just R2 telling the stories after the fact. Well, I don't disagree. This very saying elsewhere. Maybe it all just happened in R2's head. <laughs> Maybe it's just a programming glitch and it's all what? a fever dream in a asteroid. What do asteroids dream of when R2 sleep? <laughs> <laughs> just, the whole thing's actually just been a Philip K. Dick novel. I think this is new headcanon for me. None of it's real. It all happened in R2's head. <laughs> yeah. That, nope. That's officially headcanon for me now. It's all... <laughs> it's all in R2's head. <laughs> Done. 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 Finito. He's finished. We're done. Nick's leaving. He's walking away. Thanks for coming and enjoying this episode (laughs) of Mandalorian Season 2 of Conflicts. And we'll actually, will you hear it? We'll see you next year. (laughs) 